Welcome to Defiant Health Radio, a place where you can count on hearing about the truth in health, uncolored by interests of big pharma, the generally misplaced motivations of healthcare and doctors, just ideas and strategies that work safely, effectively, and inexpensively. I'm your host, Dr. William Davis, cardiologist and author of the Wheat Belly and Undoctored Books, and now my newest book, Super Gut, a four-week plan to reprogram your microbiome, restore health, and lose weight. In Supergut, I discuss two major topics. One, we have lost microbes that performed important functions for our health. And two, in their place, unhealthy, mostly stool microbes have proliferated. I therefore show you how to correct these situations, including how to cultivate specific bacterial species, such as my favorite, Lactobacillus rotari, that, when replaced, achieves extraordinary benefits that includes having increased empathy for other people, being able to understand another person's point of view better. Ladies love it because it smooths skin wrinkles, also deepens sleep, and restores youthful muscle and strength. That's just one microbe. I show you how to restore this and other microbes lost from the human microbiome to yield other benefits such as shrinking your waist circumference, reducing arthritis pain, accelerating recovery from strenuous work or exercise, improving the health of your baby and children. I also detail how you can take steps to push back the overgrowth of unhealthy bacteria using various easy-to-put-to-use strategies. No book before Supergut has provided the detail on practical, actionable strategies that you can put to work to obtain the results you desire. You'll find Supergut just about anywhere they sell books. In this episode of Defiant Health, I'd like to encourage you to become a microbiome citizen scientist. Never before have so many fascinating tools been available that allow you, I assume a non-microbiologist, to explore the world of microbes living in your body and how you can put them to work. You can explore new ways, for instance, to increase energy and mental clarity, boost mood, reduce anxiety, improve skin, reduce joint pain, or prevent arthritis, and address so many other areas of health, functioning, and youthfulness. This is part of my effort to help you achieve a level of health that is dramatically superior to what passes for health in the doctor's office. Later in the podcast, let's talk about Defiant Health's sponsor, Paleo Valley. Their fermented grass-fed beef sticks, bone broth protein rich in collagen, organic super greens, and low-carb superfood bars have among the cleanest ingredient lists in the industry. And of course, they're delicious. You know, there's a really wonderful thing happening, and that is the tools for you and I to manage our microbiomes and do unusual things, new and fascinating things, has become very powerful just in the last few years. For instance, we have new tools to help explore microbiome issues. For instance, we can ferment microbes. We can get the microbes and then we can ferment them. We ferment them to very high counts to get even bigger health benefits than might be provided, say, by a probiotic. We have the air device that tells us how much hydrogen gas we're, we're releasing in our breath. It's a way to map where microbes are located in the GI tract. Now, the newest device also measures methane gas. It tells us where methanogens might be and how much we have of them. We have other devices like the Apple Watch or Aura Ring and other similar devices, Fitbit, 
These are actigraphic devices that make a variety of measurements that include such things as heart rate variability and sleep phases. The sleep phase measurements tell you how much REM sleep and deep sleep you're getting, for instance, because the more deep sleep you get, deep sleep and REM, the better your mental health can be. And measures of heart rate variability can be used to help calm anxiety, facilitate meditation, reduce blood pressure, improve mood, and you have devices that help you track those those measures. And we've had for a while finger stick and now continuous blood glucose monitoring so that we can track what kind of effects we're having on blood sugar. And that's just a sample of the kinds of measurements we now have that can be applied to the microbiome. And you know what? I see a people from all walks of life engaging in these kinds of experiments and experiences. I see school teachers, business people, engineers, moms, dads, grandparents, you and me, just wanting to learn more about the microbiome and squeeze out additional benefits out of putting those microbes to work. And I really mean that. We can put microbes to work to work on our behalf. So let me give you some examples of the kinds of lessons that people are obtaining by becoming citizen scientists in the world of the microbiome. Well, many of us are making a yogurt. And of course, those of you who are new to this conversation need to know it's not yogurt like in the store. I call it yogurt only because it looks and smells like yogurt, but it's not really yogurt. By the way, by FDA regulations, to call something yogurt and sell it in a store, it has to be fermented with two microbes, Lactobacillus bulgaricus and Streptococcus thermophilus, which are kind of not very interesting organisms. And commercial manufacturing of yogurt involves fermenting for four hours. That is letting microbes double for four hours. Well, most microbes double every two to three hours. So if your manufacturing process is only four hours, you really have almost nothing in the way of bacterial counts. We use a method that I use. That is, we ferment for typically 36 hours. And if this microbe, let's say Lactobacillus reuteri, one of our favorite microbes to play around with, doubles every three hours at human body temperature. 36 hours of fermentation means that the microbes have been allowed to double 12 times. And when we perform flow cytometry, that is a laser-driven means of counting microbes, we get around 250, 260 billion counts per half cup serving. That's part of the reason. Now, when we start with the probiotics, in this case, we start with something called gastrus, G-A-S-T-R-U-S, that provides the, the strains we want. They only provide 100 million of each strain, which sounds like a lot, but in microbes is almost nothing. So we're increasing counts about a thousand fold when we make the yogurt. Well, one of the lessons we're learning is in people who have a condition called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO, S-I-B-O. This is a very common situation where healthy microbes, because we've lost many healthy microbes due to antibiotics, glyphosate, herbicides and pesticides in foods, food additives like preservatives that kill microbes in your GI tract, and many other reasons. We've lost important microbes, important microbes that did important things for us, for our health. When we lose those microbes in their place, unhealthy microbes proliferate. These are largely stool microbes like E. coli and Klebsiella and Citrobacter. These unhealthy species proliferate, and in many cases, they ascend up into the small bowel, the 24 feet of ileum, jejunum, duodenum, and even stomach. 
and this is a very bad situation. The curious thing about that situation is that now we have 30 feet total, right? The four or five feet of colon and the 24 feet of small bowel, all filled with unhealthy bacterial species. Well, these microbes don't live for years or decades. They live only for hours to days at most. So there's rapid turnover of trillions of microbes living and dying. When they die, many of their breakdown products, particularly other cell walls, gain entry into the bloodstream. This is especially true in the small bowel because the small bowel is much more easy to penetrate because of a single, a more fragile single layer mucus barrier compared to a more uh, thick and durable two layer mucus barrier in the colon. So when we have all these microbes in the small bowel, they break down and their breakdown products are better able to access the bloodstream. This is called endotoxemia. And this is bad. This, this explains why, for instance, microbes in the GI tract, especially when they occupy all 30 feet, can be experienced as a skin rash like rosacea or psoriasis or some process in your brain like depression or suicidal impulses, suicidal thoughts, or neurodegenerative disorders like Alzheimer's disease or Parkinson's disease or can be experienced as joint or muscle pain, as in fibromyalgia and restless leg syndrome, or can be experienced as a metabolic distortion, like weight gain and obesity, or higher blood sugars and insulin resistance, as in type 2 diabetes and prediabetes. In other words, microbes in the GI tract, via this process of endotoxemia, can be experienced as hundreds of different health conditions. You can imagine giving you a drug, say, just to reduce blood sugar or to alleviate depression, doesn't get at the real cause. Well, how do you get rid of this SIBO? Given the huge health implications of this process, SIBO, it'd be a good idea to identify it and then to eradicate it. Well, one of the things we're learning from our microbiome citizen scientists is that you can use microbes to push back SIBO. And this is held true about in about 90% of the people who've done this. About 30 people have done this, so, so it's a preliminary experience. But so far, people who have been tracking breath, hydrogen, gas using the air device, this device that helps you map out where microbes are located in the GI tract, so far 90% have converted to hydrogen gas negative by the air device. By using a group of microbes, what I did was I asked this question. If a probiotic, a conventional commercial probiotic is taken, will it get rid of the SIBO? No, it will not. It might reduce some of the symptoms like bloating or diarrhea, but it will not get rid of this problem of 30 feet of microbes in the small bowel and colon. So I asked two different questions. I asked, what if we chose microbes that colonize the upper GI tract, the small bowel? That's where SIBO occurs, after all. And what if we chose microbes that produce what are called bactericins? These are natural antibiotics produced by many microbes that are effective against the species of SIBO. So I chose three bacteria. I chose a strain of Lactobacillus gasseri because gasseri colonizes the upper GI tract and produces up to seven bactericins, a very vigorous producer of bactericins. I chose my favorite microbe, Lactobacillus roteri, because roteri colonizes, once again, the upper GI tract and is known to produce four potent bactericins, including one very potent one called reuterin that has been well studied. In fact, Lactobacillus roteri is such an effective antibiotic against stool species that 
My microbiologist friends tell me they sometimes use rotori to clean their fermentation vats that they were growing microbes in to kill off any unwanted species. And then lastly, I tossed in a strain of Bacillus coagulans. It does not colonize the upper GI tract, but does produce one bactericin, but has been shown, even by itself, to push back the symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome, which is virtually synonymous with SIBO. So we co-ferment, we ferment all these three, and we use my method of prolonged fermentation, adding prebiotic fiber like fertilizer. We use such things as inulin powder or raw potato starch. Ferment for 36 hours, and then we consume a half cup per day, thereby getting hundreds of billions of microbes. And over four weeks, so far, 90% of the people who've done this have converted to hydrogen gas negative. So they started with air device readings, hydrogen gas of about 10 or 9.8 or some other high value. And then after four weeks, they convert down to 1.2 or 1.3. The one thing we've learned also from this is that because rotori also takes up residence in the small bowel and produces hydrogen gas, even though it's not a pathogen, if you eat the yogurt for four weeks, I call this SIBO yogurt, by the way, we consume the yogurt for four weeks and you want to retest by the air device, you have to not eat the yogurt for two weeks and then retest so that the rotori disappears and won't give you a false positive. It's actually true positive, but for our practical purposes, we can call it a false positive. So you have to eat the yogurt for four weeks, stop the yogurt, don't retest on the air device for an additional two weeks, then retest to see if you're negative. But so far, this is working. So our citizen scientists are working on a way, are showing us a way to eradicate SIBO without use of antibiotics. And this needs to be corroborated more formally in a clinical trial. We will do so. We won't use yogurt, of course, because yogurt is too variable in its quantity of bacteria contained. We will do it as an encapsulated product, but that'll be down the road. The Defiant Health Podcast is sponsored by Paleo Valley, makers of delicious grass-fed beef sticks, healthy snack bars, and other terrific products. We are very picky around here and insist that any product we consider has no junk ingredients like maltodextrin, carrageenan, carboxymethylcellulose, sucralose, and of course, no added sugars. And all Paleo Valley products contain no gluten nor grains. In fact, I find Paleo Valley products among the cleanest of any in their category, and they're truly delicious. One of the habits I urge everyone to get into is to include a fermented food product at least once, if not several times per day in their lifestyles. Unlike nearly all other beef sticks available, the Paleo Valley grass-fed beef sticks are all naturally fermented, meaning they contain probiotic bacterial species. And if like most people, you don't have the time to make batches of bone broths or soups every week or every day, Paleo Valley has an excellent grass-fed bone broth protein powder that packs 15 grams of collagen per scoop for skin and joint health, while providing the health benefits of bone broth. Shipping is free for orders of $75 or more. For more information or to order, go to paleovalley.com. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. Enter the discount code DEFIANT, not case sensitive, for a 15% discount to Defiant Health listeners. The web address is also listed in the Defiant Health show notes that accompany this podcast. 
And be sure to take a look at their other products, such as their organic super greens, rich with phytonutrients, and their super food bars that come in dark chocolate chip, apple cinnamon, and lemon meringue. They're low carb, of course, with eight grams net carbs per bar. Another citizen scientist experience that we've engaged in is having about 20 people who are non-diabetic, non-type 2 diabetic, ingest what is called a collaborative consortium of probiotics. This came from Dr. Raul Cano, a microbiologist with 40 years of academic experience in microbiology, and he developed a method to watch bacteria, to observe whether bacteria can collaborate, in this case, collaborate in consuming sugars. So he found that a combination of Leuconostoc mesenteroides, Pediococcus acetolactici, Lactobacillus plantarum, and a few others, when put together, exerted a much larger effect. They collaborate in consuming sugars in the human gastrointestinal tract and thereby can re- has potential for reducing blood sugar. So 20 of our citizen scientists took this product. It's called BiotaQuest Sugar Shift. And I'll put that down in the show notes below. 20 people did this and reduced their blood sugar by about 10 milligrams per deciliter fasting glucose. Now, these are non-diabetics, so that is a very significant effect in non-diabetics. And so this needs to be, once again, corroborated in a formal clinical trial. I believe that Dr. Cano and Martha Carlin, founder of that company, are going to be pursuing that. But right now, our citizen scientists are suggesting that when you when they take this collaborative guild of microbes as this sugar shift product, that they watch their blood sugars go down. We're learning new lessons in sleep. You know, one of the things I learned really early in the lactobacillus rotari experience was that as a chronic insomniac, so I've struggled to sleep for years and years and years, for as long as I can remember, made worse, I believe, by medical training, where there are many nights I didn't sleep at all or had very fragmented brief periods of sleep. And so it really mucked up my sleep patterns and sleep habits. So I've been an insomniac for many years, having to rely on such things as high doses of melatonin or tryptophan to just try to get some sleep. I'd still often find myself awake at 2, 3, or 4, or 5 in the morning watching TV and reading books. And then, of course, being crabby and tired the next day. Well, once I added lactobacillus rotari, that is this microbe that has been lost by the vast majority of us in the modern world, I now sleep nine hours straight through vivid dreams. So this was never reported, by the way. Many of our microbiome citizen scientists had had similar experiences. They consume the rotari yogurt and enjoy deep, usually uninterrupted sleep with vivid dreams. Now, this has never been reported in any clinical trial, mouse or human. So what's happening here is we are learning new lessons by choosing a microbe, fermenting it to very high counts with this this method of prolonged fermentation, consuming it, and then learning new lessons. Some of the other new lessons besides deep sleep is you also have an increase in libido and an increase in the erotic content of your dreams, kind of like when you're 19 years old again. Now, some of our citizen scientists have also reported that they're getting similar effects with lactobacillus casei and with lactobacillus fermentum. Now, we're going to be playing around and experimenting and trying to develop 
perhaps the best way to do this. Not everybody responds, and sometimes we have to use a combination. For instance, Reuteri combined with KCI, I did that, and I actually was sleeping too much. I found myself sleeping 12 hours, waking up after 12 hours of sleep and saying, maybe I'll sleep another couple hours. I actually had to stop the lactobacillus KCI in combination with Reuteri, but other people have reported that the combination yields very deep sleep. So this and other similar types of experiences are coming at us at rapid pace because our citizen scientists are learning new lessons. Another new lesson is that these microbes, such as Rotori, KCI, and some others, increase heart rate variability, or HRV. HRV is a very powerful index of overall health. While people often think that a normal heart rate is very regular, that's actually not true. A very regular heart rate that is no variation in beat-to-beat intervals is it actually a very potent marker for poor health. So we want great variation, not extreme variation, as might occur, say, in in an abnormal heart rhythm like atrial fibrillation, but we want variation in the heart rate. We actually want variation in the heart rate in synchrony with the respiratory cycle. That's a conversation for a whole other day. But one of the things you can look at is heart rate variability by these actigraphic devices. And the efforts that we take in our microbiome, such as cultivating specific microbes, people are telling me they're seeing lengthening or improvements in heart rate variability. Another lesson we're finding is that people who've been interested in skin health, for instance, and have been consuming the lactobacillus rotori yogurt, but added collagen... And some have also added hyaluronic acid, so collagen hydrolysates. I favor the marine source, collagen hydrolysates, because you can get by with lower doses, like 2.5 grams or 2,500 milligrams, rather than the 10, 15, or 20 grams required for a bovine or a porcine source. So we've been using marine source collagen hydrolysates, typically a 2.5 gram per day dose, and many people combine it with hyaluronic acid. By the way, those three components... Lactobacillus rotori, collagen hydrolysates, hyaluronic acid are factors you should have been getting if you were conducting your life as a hunter-gatherer. So if you hunted and lived out in the wild and never took antibiotics, didn't drink chlorinated water, didn't take other drugs that disrupt the microbiome, were not exposed to the long list of food additives like preservatives in your processed foods, you would still have lactobacillus rotori naturally. If you killed an animal as a hunter-gatherer and ate the brain and other organs, you would get plenty of hyaluronic acid. And if you killed animals and ate the gastrointestinal tract, the stomach, the intestines, and then saved the carcass, boiled it for soup, stews, or broths, and ate tough cuts of meat as well as soft cuts, you would get plenty of collagen. So what we're really doing here is replacing factors that have been lost from the modern diet. Well, our citizen scientists have been doing this for mostly for skin health. Lo and behold, what are we seeing? It became quickly clear that this combination of nutrients is not good just for the skin, but also for the joints. There's preliminary evidence that lactobacillus rotori stimulates chondrocyte activity, that is cartilage cell production of what's called glycosaminoglycan. That's joint lubrication. Collagen tends to increase cartilage volume and also increases both collagen and glycosaminoglycan production and joint lubrication. Likewise, hyaluronic acid increases joint lubrication. I believe we have a means 
of reducing arthritis pain and maybe even rebuilding cartilage. We will do that clinical trial, but the preliminary evidence does indeed suggest this combination of ingredients, of components, largely lost from modern life, can potentially stop, maybe even reverse, osteoarthritis. And our citizen scientists are reporting that, yes, indeed, many people are experiencing a reduction in our struggles with arthritis. Now, I'd like to point something out. We're not achieving effects that are almost as good as what doctors and prescription drugs achieve. I believe that we are achieving effects that are superior to what doctors and prescription drugs achieve. And this is my theme, this is my goal, to provide you as a listener to Defiant Health Podcast, reader of my blog, participant in my inner circle, my Dr. Davis in Infinite Health Inner Circle, to provide you with tools and insights that yield a level of health that is superior to what passes for health from the doctor's office. So if you'd like to join us in this new experience of becoming a microbiome citizen scientist and trying out your own microbial fermentations, testing devices, learning how to improve energy, mood, obtain other benefits, I invite you to join my conversations. You can start by taking a look at my Super Gut book, and that's what the Super Gut book does. It shows you how to do this, where to obtain the microbes, how to ferment them, and some talk about the devices you can use. You'll find additional conversation in my drdavisinfinitehealth.com blog, as well as my inner circle. In my inner circle, we have weekly conversations, two-way Zoom conversations, me typically with about 70 to 100 people, and we talk about such things as fermenting yogurts, how to obtain the microbes, can we combine microbes and get additional effects? Uh, how do you manage the air device? How do you assess for fungal overgrowth? How do we use essential oils, for instance, to eradicate fungi and how to reduce the unpleasant effects that cover? All the details of our new and emerging experience in managing our microbiome. Now, if you learned something from this episode of Defiant Health Podcast, I invite you to subscribe through your favorite podcast directory, post a review, post a comment, and help spread the word of self-empowerment in health. Thanks for listening. Oh,